Welcome to Argus's Global LPG Conversations. I am Alex Yunovich, Argus's Head of Freight, and I'm joined by Amy Strahan, editor of Argus NGL, America's Report. And it's certainly been an interesting time to follow the LPG markets. Uh, as you know, prior to the pandemic, U.S. shale development propelled uh, gains in LPG production, making the U.S. largest exporter of LPG in the world. And we saw a wave of investments in new export terminals that really ramped up into high gear right before crude oil prices crashed early in the first quarter. Right, Amy? Uh, yes, uh, most definitely. I believe uh, EIA data put uh, propane exports out of the U.S. to just over 1.3 million barrels per day in March of 2020. And those higher exports were really coming at a time when lockdowns in, in countries like uh, India and Brazil, um, which of course rely on LPG for residential uses, uh, really ramped up demand for propane and butane at a time when we really saw a lot of declining demand in other fuel markets. You mentioned declining demand, but worldwide, there is still appetite for LPG, right? Oh, sure. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we've seen a, a wave of new investments in PDH units in Asia. Uh, and with the end of tariffs, we're seeing more U.S. LPG cargoes heading into China. In fact, the partial recovery in global crude prices uh, means higher prices for naphtha. Uh, so delivered naphtha prices in Japan, I believe, last stood around a, a $45 per ton premium to uh, propane on the Far East Index uh, on August 11th, uh, which, of course, that helps LPG compete in the cracking feed slate for ethylene production. And, of course, the U.S. is exporting more ethylene as well. Uh, so, U.S. LPG is moving, and the bulk of it is heading to markets in Asia. So, what has this done to the global utilization rates for VLGCs? Because for several years, the industry assumed more VLGCs on the order books would really drive down the freight rates. Right, right. We are seeing uh, more new build uh, VLGCs. Uh, Dorian LPG actually reported earlier this month um, it expects an additional 31 new VLGCs um, to enter the global fleet in 2022. And Dorian saw its utilization rates fall to 82% in the second quarter, um, which is down from about 98% a year earlier. Um, th that lower utilization um, came at the same time as OPEC production cuts um, tended to outpace the higher exports we saw out of the U.S. And, and, and during that time, we did see a sharp decline in spot VLGC freight in early June. Um, we saw Houston Chiba uh, rates dipping below $50 per ton in discussions um, as spot rates between the Middle East and Asia weakened. Okay, I see. But now in August, we've seen a rebound in VLGC spot rates. So what happened here? Right. Um, Houston Chiba fixtures uh, were last seen in the low $90 per ton. And vessel availability for early September is actually pretty tight. Um, the spread between month two LST propane at Mont Bellevue, Texas, versus uh, physical delivered cargoes uh, on the Far East Index uh, narrowed to about $90 per ton on August 11th, which of course is unworkable using spot freight. And we're hearing a handful of cancellations uh, to the late August loading schedule and possibly into September as a result. Uh, since prompt cargoes in Asia are trading at a discount to September FEI paper, uh, many shippers are instead relying on longer routes to destinations in Asia, uh, either around the Cape or through the Suez Canal, uh, rather than directing uh, more quickly through the Panama Canal. Um, this may help support propane prices along the forward curve, 
but the uh, the longer shipping time, uh, around 40 to 45 days, means there's not quite as much vessel availability as we would usually see in the mm-hmm. near term. And and we believe that this is sort of helping drive freight discussions higher. Um, a lot of term shippers out of the U.S. actually prefer to use their own vessels or time-chartered freight uh, to help reduce that risk. Oh, and since you mentioned reducing risks, uh, you know, with increased volatility in freight, uh, there have been more and more calls in the market for, you know, new tools to manage that exposure. Uh, so is this actually a time for a new friend benchmark for USGC exports, you think? Uh, yes, there's there's certainly a space for a benchmark there. Um, and actually, Argus is, is making efforts to benchmark our daily VLGC freight assessments as a tool for traders and shippers. Um, Argus assesses spot freight from the Middle East to Asia, from Houston Flushing and Houston Chiba. Um, these assessments are based on bids and offers and fixtures on the routes uh, gleaned from brokers, charters, and traders. Um, we have more information on Argus Freight uh, on our website, of course, uh, www.argusmedia.com. Okay, great. And I also want to come back uh, to the forward curve, which you mentioned previously, which is obviously pretty critical. Could you elaborate more on that? Sure, yes. Um, well, Argus is, of course, a price reporting agency, but we have a forwards curves team that publishes a curve for out-of-month propane and butane, um, both for the uh, Far East Index and for Mont Bellevue. Uh, right now, spot cargo discussions are, are near cancellation levels, but actually, if you look out into the fourth quarter, uh, the curve seems to show more opportunity going forward. Um, our curves team, for example, put September-December FEI paper spread at a $12 per ton contango. Uh, but the curve right now for Mont Bellevue is flatter. Uh, we've got only about a $2 premium uh, for December versus September. So on paper, it, it looks like the arbitrage could improve. Right, but the curve isn't the same as forecasts, right? No, no, it certainly isn't. And there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. Um, a lot of the bearishness stems from the premium for physical in-well prices at Enterprise versus uh, LST storage uh, at Mont Bellevue, seen particularly here in August. Um, whereas discussions between the two, two storage locations are, are usually a lot flatter. Okay, so we're seeing cargo cancellations discussed in the summer when the U.S. seasonally consumes less propane and butane. Uh, won't the U.S. market get tighter and you know the arbitrage narrow further as we begin uh, drawing down inventories uh, this winter? That is always a possibility. Um, at the end of July, uh, overall U.S. propane stocks were still about 9% above year-ago levels. Um, in, in the northeast U.S., in the Marcellus Shale region, uh, midstream operators were reporting uh, in the second quarter local buying ahead of the winter heating season already. Since U.S. production exceeds consumption, even in the wintertime, um, we think anything canceled this summer is probably likely just going to bolster U.S. stocks. That's great. Thank you, Amy. And thank you, everyone, uh, very much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to tune in for other episodes in our series, Global LPG Conversations. And for more information on our products and coverage, visit argusmedia.com forward slash LPG dash NGL.